I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero, Mama. A real-life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become the hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. Well, gum. I tell you what, we're going to have some fun today because we never have fun on this show, so strap in, giddy up. We're going to talk about things we nerding out on, like cheese, glorious, glorious cheese. We're going to get ready for that whole gum quest from A to Z. We ain't going to let any of you down, tell you what. By the way, we got some good reviews on some of our favorite TV shows, movies. I hear that Miss Ice is going to have that Miss Ice's glorious gaming update, so put that between your gum and cheek and suck on that. Tell you what, let's rock it. I don't know what just happened, but I'll tell you what, I'm the real Brian. I tell you what, I'm Captain Influence, Woo! I'm sitting on a smoothie. Oh, yeah. I hear you're telling you what, and I'll tell you what. Hang on just a sec, I have to take out my pants. Wait, you, you, you got to take your pants off? What? Oh, that's so much better. <laughs> oh, hey, guys. I'm Miss Ice. No! She knows. Woo! Welcome back. Wait, is this oh. Miss Ice or Beatrice or... This is 100% Miss Ice. All right. Let All me right. tell you. You know, I got fan <laughs> blowing in here. You. It's a little hot in here, tell you what. So I understand and need to just have a little extra freedom, breeziness. You. Tell you what. <sighs> I tell you what. Welcome Ain't back. nothing beats freedom, Brian. That's right. Tell you what. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. Basically, freedom is not free. No, that's true. Dang right. That is true. Dang right. Did you get chills? I just got chills. I just got chills. All over my. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I just put my pants back on. I just got chills. Welcome back, Captain Influence. Welcome back, Miss Ice. This is. Thank you. Thank you. Should we call this like the Holy Trinity right here? The three of us? <laughs> that might Holy be a wee bit something. of blasphemy, but. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh gosh. I'm so glad y'all here. Y'all too. That's tell you right. what. Tell you what. So tell I, you what, Brian. I Brian. Tell, tell what, you what. what? No, I tell you what, Brian. What? I need to hijack your show just for one moment. Oh, I, all right. Tell you what. Go I for need, it. Tell Is you this what. A PSA? I, no, I, I need to shout back to my favorite tween. <clears throat> tween. Caffeinatrix. <laughs> yeah, remember she's twelve. Remember that? Well, that's right. Tell you what. <laughs> tell AKA you what. international sensation. Yeah. For her shout out uh, a couple weeks ago, I didn't listen to it last week because I hadn't listened to the. Sh- uh, I didn't. I didn't do it last week. Sorry, because I hadn't listened to the show uh, oh, until last right. weekend when I was walking. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, her shout out made me grin, and I could tell you what you're, you're, people what, driving by, people yeah. driving by, probably thought I was a goober. What? What did your face hurt again like normal? A little bit. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Well, she was just like you know. Shout out. High f- I tried to do the high five with her and we just didn't have the mojo like you two do. Ah. So you, you got the mojo. So I invited her back, you know, and her boyfriend came home and ruined it. So what? she was, she's busy. She couldn't come on the show. <sighs> Boyfriends are like Boyfriend. that. I, tell you I what. know. I know. So anyway, we're going to have to wait for, uh, <laughs> I'm talking like this daggum, the whole daggum show. We're going to have to wait till the end of June for her. So stay I tuned can hear- for her. I can hear Mike's eye roll right now. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we're going to fast forward through this episode. Aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Listen at 2X. Well, so it was really funny because somewhere, somewhere along the line, somebody was talking about this, kept saying, tell you what. And I'm like, I love that. For crutch phrases, that sounds like a good smoothie. Oh, you heard that? Mm. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what. Do you know what you That's a nice... Oh, yeah. That's fantastic. All gone. All gone. <laughs> tell you what. Mm. So, <laughs> I, I love crutch phrases. They annoy the heck out of me, but sometimes when you can make fun of them, it's just... It's great. Tell you what. Well, and particularly because we all know that we all do it. So, even totally. if we make fun of one, we are so <laughs> guilty of so many others. So true. That yeah, is true. Yeah. You know what's great now, about that though? Yeah. For those of us in the world of podcasting, it helps us to go, oh, <laughs> yeah, we need to work on that. We need to, you know, look for our own issues and try to make Well, I'll tell down. you what, when I'm listening to this episode this weekend, tell yeah. you what, I, oh, God, I'm doing it too much here. 
I, I know that I'm going to be like, yeah, I should have thrown a tell you what right there. I should have. Yeah, yeah. I missed out on a tell you what. You got to work on that, man. Essentially getting the right. Okay. <laughs> it's it's as essential as uh, NFL announcers calling players athletic. That was a really athletic move. Oh, that's fantastic. You got to give him credit. Uh, that's the other one. Yeah, you got to yeah, give, give, give the other credit. team a lot of credit. credit. Yeah. Why do you have to give a lot of t- forget it? Don't give them credit. You won, man. Just soak it in. Own it. You won. They lost. They suck. You rock. I mean, don't give the other team a lot of credit. I'm totally kidding. Also, also I just hate that phrase. I know. I tell you what. Tell you what. Uh, I really liked that episode with with Caffeinatrix and Anna Tack. Oh, like I said, that uh, was a great episode. That, that was, was a, a fun. That was a lot of fun yeah. discussion and conversation. Good. And, uh, so I hope Anna Tack can be on again because she did great. That was, was one of the episodes that made me like. I was talking out loud as I was listening, like as though I'm like talking with you guys, and that's oh, when really? that's when you know it's a good trio. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> You're conversing with them. Yeah, yeah. that's so awesome. Why aren't you listening to me? <laughs> well, I appreciate that. And I know they will, too, because Anna Tack and I were talking and, you know, she was like, what, what did people think? And I'm like, I don't know. And there, you know, there was one. Uh, now, Grail, I won't go into that. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate the feedback, though. And they are great people, by the way. Unlike I couldn't tell, some. but that's cool. <laughs> couldn't you couldn't tell. tell. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be friends with you. <laughs> <laughs> you what? They're a bunch of they're a bunch of daggum idiots, misfits. Is that what you're gonna say? It's just, it's just really hard for me to tell, you know, on over the interwebs, and you just don't know about people. Yeah, that's right. that's why we you know did not become about? friends. Do you understand my meaning? Yes. Like, do you really understand me? Like, because essentially, what I'm trying to tell you is that I just don't know. So basically, like I said. So basically, yeah, yeah. like um. Like, yeah, I mean, like, if you don't get what I'm saying, then like, like. Essentially you're not getting what <laughs> oh, I'm saying. So. Okay. Can I just say something funny here? This <laughs> wasn't that hilarious. Oh, no. So I, I edited for a podcast a while ago. I'm not going to mention names. And one of the hosts would introduce the guests that they were going to have on. And, you know, this host would be raving about their guest. This person's amazing. And then this person would say, you know, this guest is the penultimate example of what a like a doctor should be or or what a, a lawyer should be, you penultimate? know. Penultimate? <laughs> exactly. You caught it, didn't you? <laughs> so like totally the wrong word. Yeah. He was trying to say like the <laughs> ultimate example or the best example of what this you know, what someone should be in this profession, right? Okay. And he kept saying penultimate. And I'm like, you do realize that means second to last. <laughs> <laughs> so he's the second to last example well, of what a lawyer should be. Oh, that's terrible. That's off. Right. I mean, it, it has a, it has a positive connotation, but it's blatantly the wrong word. Exactly. And I tell you what, I would have made that same mistake if I had been that person. Yep. See, but you would have been the Yeah, I would have been that guy. But see, this go. Okay, this is another thing. Like when you use words, shouldn't we only use the words that we know what they mean? Like I do not think that word yes, means what you, you think it means. Should. Some of us do not. Well, instead of trying to sound like we know what big words mean, we probably should just use simple, small words. I just, I just like saying words that sound cool. So yeah, who knows? Penultimate who cares. Basically the essential penultimate example of, like I said, um, tell you what, there you go. That was it right there. That is the <laughs> sentence to use. <laughs> I love crutch yeah. phrases. I keep the essential dictionary of difficult words on my bedside and I, I'll, I'll like flip to random pages every night and like read a page and just like to learn a, m- new words. <laughs> and oh yeah. Like you're actually serious, day, yeah. aren't you? I'm, I'm serious. Yeah. But I can I, tell you're serious. The one that I read last night was really <laughs> funny. So, I mean, not funny, but okay. Retaining or preserving moisture. <laughs> the, that's the definition. Okay. Humectant. <laughs> Say that again. Are we playing Humectant. Jeopardy? Humectant. So it's like the Latin of humidity. Hum, huma. <laughs> I yeah, I think so. So humectin. Mectin. Mectant. Mectant. Humectant. Okay. Or referring to a substance like skin lotion used to reduce the loss of moisture. Well, I tell you what, that is Mectant. the penultimate long word right there. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's funny. Uh, you really weren't kidding about reading big words before you go to bed at night. 
No, they're not big words. They're difficult words. Ah, get it right. Well, <laughs> she's an author. If you remember, essentially, <laughs> if you remember the last time you told me that you know you tried to write books for people who could read versus that, those that who is can't, the goal. and you were it's, you Sarah. Know, Sarah was texting me, going, "I laughed so hard when you said that." I'm like, "I'm really glad I can write better than I can speak." <laughs> no, I mean, I liked it. That was the thing. It was good. I felt smart. I, you felt like I was speaking. Yeah, we are smart. You, right? We look for things. We smart. <laughs> we oh can. my gosh! Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, by the way, no episode next week. There are those of us who are going to be taking a week off. I know. I know. It's it's. It's kind of a, a group decision to say, let's take a week off next week. There are some reasons. And then we'll be back the following week. We'll even do something for the 5th of July, even though technically that should be a week off. But no, we're going to do an episode that week. Heck yeah. Yeah. So suck on that. Suck it. Yeah. No, suck on that. Trebek. Yeah. <laughs> suck on that, Trebek. It'll be great. The week after that, it would be cool if I could come back on the show because I will have just road tripped from Minneapolis to Oregon. And back with oh. five adults and one baby. <laughs> Book it. Yeah. Okay. All You're right. on. You're coming back. Are you, are you ready for so once a month? You said that. We're here. We are. We're actually on yeah. track. This is wonderful. Are we really? This yeah. is amazing. Because it was like every ten weeks, try. and now we're working on that every four week thing now. Although this might yeah. be three, three or four. I don't know. Crazy. I know. It's because I am learning work life balance. It is not really? something that anyone gives you. You have to take it and grab it. And run away with it. You got to take the bull by the um, horns and yes, exactly. Take the horn by the bull. Wait a sec. That's all right. Uh, Take the the cat by the tail. No. Stick it in a blender and okay. Make a smoothie. Oh, yes. Feline smoothie right there. Is that what you were drinking? All right. Well, so do enlighten us, by the way. Tell you what about this work life balance and. I don't know, maybe list off the top three strategies that you've implemented that are actually working because I'm actually very curious right now. I could it's use taken a long time. Like partly yeah. it's I've been on the show regularly enough for you guys to know that I'm getting my book published. So I'm I'm well into that phase. But so part of it is just really having something that I want slash need to do outside of the office that forces me to get my work done when it's time to get my work done yeah, and not turn on my computer, you know, at 11 o'clock at night and put in another two or three hours mm. because you know, that, that throws off your next day. You don't want to wake up early. You wake up just with enough time to get to the office and then, you know, your whole day is kind of sluggish. And so that just makes the day even longer. So the first thing has just been finding something that I really want and need to do outside of my work responsibilities. But then beyond that, just not turning on my computer <laughs> after like night. Sometimes I'll have a meeting because we have international coworkers. And so I have to get on at like nine or 10 at night, but mm. it's not, it's not as often, you know, it's, it's only when it needs to happen. Yeah. But it's very much a discipline because I'm, I'm putting money into this publishing thing. So, sure. you know, I, I have to give it attention and, and I want to do it. It excites me and it's the thing that I think about while I'm working. <laughs> so that's cool. You know, yeah. You know, and it's interesting too, because I read something, I don't know, it's been a few years ago where they were talking about that most of us arbitrarily work an eight hour day because of, well, you know, well, a lot of reasons, right? But social norms. Yeah. Yeah. Entrepreneurially, it's easy to fall into that yeah. trap. Like, well, I guess I should, you know, work eight hours or 10 hours or whatever the case may be. And I know that there are projects that require more, more work, maybe a week or two, you know, during the year, it's just one of your crazy and you're just working 12, 15 hour days and you know, that's okay. But I think on a normal basis, what this was, what this person was saying is that if you work eight hours a day, start working six and his guarantee was that you will very likely still get everything done in six hours that you would normally do in an eight hour day. And again, minus the you know, above and beyond weeks that happen once in a while. And so I, I tell you what, I you can just that. screw off the other two hours. No, you go and get home. paid for it. Well, oh. well, his whole point was from an entrepreneurial standpoint, but it works. Oh. I actually got to the point where I would do eight hours of work in, uh, well, basically four hours. If I was super focused, if I wasn't focused and I had my email on, I was checking mm-hmm. texts and everything else. Then no, it took me eight hours. But if I just well, sat and down that's and just I did because it. it's it's spread out, right? I mean, if you broke it all down, yeah. you probably work 
actually doing real work for four of those eight hours. Exactly. But it's because you can focus yeah. that it only accumulatively takes sure. four hours. No, granted. Penultimately, I mean. yeah. <laughs> Essentially. <laughs> there are also times where it's important to, to remember that there's some work that's just not necessary. And I think a lot of us get into that trap too, where we're just like, wow, this is important. Well, is it really though? Is it really timely? Do we really need to work on it right now? Can it be put off for a day or two? Does it even need to be mm-hmm. done? There's a lot of that too, where I, I feel like a lot of inefficiency happens from just, I don't know, not focusing Screwing on the most off. important things. Well, no, it's not even that. I mean, there are people like, like Sarah, her <laughs> office place is really, really, off? really busy. I can't see. And it's, it's oh. out of control. Like they don't have time to do anything. None of them are even allowed to check their social media. So, I mean, they're just like constant going, but I feel like, you know, even in situations like that, they're just, I think tasks they get assigned that probably really don't matter that much, but yet they get assigned them anyway and they have to do them. So yeah. I don't know. This is just and that really seems like the bane of government work. Yeah. Is just stuff. Yeah. Well, because yeah. the citizens are demanding all the time. And so they say, okay, well we want to be, we want to make happy citizens, so do this. Okay. You right. know? Well, and then, I mean, I, from observing people in those same kinds of situations, it also tends to be a lot of people really high up delegating multiple streams of responsibility to people who are already overwhelmed with work yeah, and not supplying the personnel that it actually takes to run something, but instead spreading everyone so thin that either things don't get done well or it takes a really long time to get them done. And yeah. it's usually both. <laughs> and then if you're being distracted, same thing. It's just, you keep going back and forth and your brain, you know, just can't, mm-hmm. you can't transition like that. It's like back, forth, back, forth, back, forth. I mean, how much are, are you actually yeah, we being call efficient? That context switching. Yeah. But one yeah. of the things that my team has done in the last year is establish a system of requirements in order to deliver our work, which means that we're all held to the exact same standards. You have to go through, you know, five steps before you do your final step. And so there's a greater degree of forethought that goes into the work that you produce. Like, I mean, I don't know how familiar you guys are with like programming, but the things that seem very essential, like writing tests for your code, like making sure that you can verify that your code works and then reviewing it with someone else and having them think critically over the code that you're committing to like the the main code base mm-hmm. rather than like our our old system was very unsupervised and it just caused all sorts of problems and that was one of the reasons that we were working so much was just cuz we had like an unmanageable code base that was untested and just anybody was committing anything without any code reviews and so with all of those patterns established so like translating into anything else you know you come up with a certain set of criteria that you need to meet so that you're you're working with something that is proven rather than something that may have unproven results sure that makes a lot of sense tell you what sounds like the scientific method to me sounds kind of like that don't it Dagum. a little bit i'll I tell like you that. what you could apply that to the NBA because I tell you what, if you were, if, if you just had them, you know, work on what was proven instead of trying new things and especially to, you know, going back to what I was saying, you know, if they could just do 48 minutes of basketball in about 30 minutes by running faster, <laughs> they'd be a lot more efficient, man. I'll tell you what. Quit slapping each other's how about, all the time. <laughs> how about we take out official reviews? <laughs> oh my gosh. People have been <laughs> complaining about that, but I'll, you know what though? I'll tell you what though. That actually can be helpful because they do overturn those sometimes because they made a bad oh, call, yeah. but they can't it's not do about them. It's not about a bad call, though. It should be about what's live. What do you see happening live? But because True. we have so many of these other technologies that enable anyone to be a ref, they're held to unreasonable standards Yeah, that you like a single person cannot actually ref this game. So why do we even have refs? Why don't we have robots monitoring all of these things and blowing whistles because I mean, this is like true is ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I know. And they, you're right. They can't the see it. What I really, what <laughs> baffles me is when the ref down on the other side of the court blows the whistle and I'm like, you can't see a thing down there. There's no yeah. way. And he makes the, you know, he or she makes the wrong call and you're like, dude, the person standing right in front of the person that made the foul should be making the, the call and blowing the whistle. 
Right. Well, and then and then half of the calls, not half, but a, a significant number are subjective in which a ref will blow the whistle because they perceive some quarrel going on or somebody back talked them or something yeah. or or, you know, like how uh, James Harden was intimidating refs all year. And so like there was this huge hubbub, you know, during the the games against Golden State where they're like, well, are, are all the refs going to be intimidated? They're bringing back in the one who, you know, basically had to quit last time he was in the game. And yeah, <laughs> and it's just like, you there's talk so like that the rest of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I agree, Brian. I, I, I don't feel I'm strongly about this at all. <laughs> no, I, I do too, because, you know, we see it in NCAA quite a bit where they're making pretty bad calls. And so one game we were watching, one of the refs made a really bad call and everybody was booing and the other ref actually came up and said, no, that was not the call. This was the call and they overturned it. So I appreciated that because it's kind of like that was such a blatantly wrong call and it's one Mm -hmm. thing too. And you know, you'll hear the announcers say this, even what you said, it's very difficult to see everything. So yeah, it's hard to make the best calls and sometimes the call is really close and then they change the rules, you know? So when did it be okay to, uh, or when was it ever okay to be ever? I'm talking. Okay? I tell you, when did it be okay? <laughs> See, you, you got me. To tell you what, you guys got me talking bad. Talking anyway. When was it ever okay to touch the person's hand that was shooting the ball? Well, apparently it is now. It didn't used to be, but if you hit their hand, any part of their hand while they're shooting, it is considered a block. If it's below the wrist, block. it's a foul. Mm-hmm. And I was mm-hmm. like, it never used to be okay to touch any part of the person. So they just keep changing things. I don't understand it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's the great thing about having more than one ref though, is that they hold each other accountable and people see different angles and they contribute to that. So that I don't really have a problem with because that, I mean, that's just, that's perspective. But then on the other side you have, I don't know, I should say, you know, Twitter blows up every time a bad call goes, you know? And so (laughs) it's just like, everybody is a ref. Well, yeah, I just, I don't like that system. Everybody's a coach too. It's, Right. But it's kind of like YouTube comments, right? Where everyone is a critic. Anybody can say anything wherever you are and make anyone feel like a piece of crap. And we've just done this to ourselves. We've given people so many outlets to just Mm. say whatever they want that it ends up influencing the course of these things Mm -hmm. and how they evolve. It is so And that's why there's the real Brian show. Yeah. (laughs) To bring it all back together. Well, no, you bring it all back into positivity and focus on the good things. That's right. And you are correct, Miss Ice. And I actually was having a conversation with somebody else about this recently as well, which is kind of funny because they said the exact same thing, almost word for word that you just said, that we are all way too critical. We all think we're experts and we all are into other people's business way too much nowadays. And see, doesn't it, like we talked about on several episodes ago, doesn't it feel good to grouch about something with someone else who's like-minded like you? And and it, it's like kind of an emotional rush, isn't it? Yeah, totally. Totally. <laughs> yeah, but then, so, okay, I was just thinking about this because we were, so I, I was getting ready to say something. And I'm going to say what I was going to say because I feel like it's fair for me to to say out loud what I was thinking. I, <laughs> I finished this season of Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, yes. And my comment was, what a gloriously heinous train wreck. Absolute epic fail. Berlanti or whoever was in charge of it screwed it up this year. Okay. I wanted to say it out loud. I'm not going to edit that out because if he is listening, he's going to feel like crap right now because I just tore him down. Well, No, he's not. He's not listening and I don't really care. But my point (laughs) being though is that we have our opinions. It's good to have opinions. I think it's good to say, okay, you know what? For those of you who are into that kind of stuff, yeah, you know, is it worth watching? I'm going to say absolutely not. (laughs) It's not a good season. But going back to what you were just saying here, we do have to kind of think about this because what if Greg Berlanti walked into the studio right now and said, what did you think of Legends of Tomorrow? Would I have the courage to say that to him face to face? Does he deserve what I just said right there? Or should I be a little bit more respectful and constructive in my critique of things and less, you know, trolly? The latter. Trollish. Yeah. Always take the high road, Brian. Exactly. Exactly. That, but should be, when, that should be as automatic as the golden rule. Always take I the know. high road and treat others like you'd like to be treated. Exactly. So there Every you time. go. There you go. And yet we do, going back to what you just said, Captain Influence, we love to rip on things and people 
because it makes us feel better. And if people join us in that, then we just feel great together. And if that person were to walk in the room, we'd all be like, oh, crap, I feel bad now. Tell you what. 90% of the time they don't walk into the room. So you just talk about it. So there yeah. you go. And let's not the, be so damn critical. And for, for someone who's like a content creator and a creative mind, like Greg Berlanti, he would even be able to spin that positive where he's like, wow, this guy is so passionate about the the stuff that I produce that he gets this animated when he doesn't like something, which tells sure. me that you did like it at some point. And so yes. having that kind of reaction on both ends of it works in his favor. <laughs> but... Well, I mean, mm. I'm, I'm with Captain Influence that, you know, always take the high road. It's easier. It's easier to say those kinds of things when you're on a podcast like this. And, you know, I have right. done it many, many times yeah. with the Supergirl podcast. Mm-hmm. But I mean, at the same time, if I was sitting down with someone, I would think about it differently. I'm not I'm not speaking to a group of people who just want to hear my raw, uncut opinions. I'm, I'm talking sure. to the show's creator. And so I True. I craft my ideas differently. So I, I don't right. know if it's 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 comparing apples to apples, really, but it's a good exercise. Would I say this if somebody else was in the room? If not, mm. then maybe I just need to pull back. Like, what what do I actually think about this? And how do I say it in a way that's that's meaningful to someone else? Yeah. Because I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of like uh, it's kind of like reviews. <laughs> I, I read so many reviews, like whether it's Yelp or Google reviews on a place or Amazon, Amazon. reviews. Right. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, how helpful is it when somebody says seller was terrible? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. Okay. I mean, like, reviews, what do you consider terrible, mean. right? Yeah, yeah. What does that mean? Go into detail. What does that mean? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, if, if you stop there, it's never useful to anyone. But when you say it, it was a heinous, what did you say? A gloriously heinous. Train wreck. Train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, you don't ever stop there. And so people yeah. know to keep yeah. listening. Sure. And, and then you go into details like, this broke down. I really enjoyed it up until this point. But then yeah. when things start to break down and you divide the attention in too many ways, you just don't have a story anymore. You know, like yeah. those kinds of things. So yeah. you end up supporting it with those concrete facts. It's just that initial, sure. very passionate statement that you would you probably wouldn't say if he was in the room. You know, and that's, I think that's what we should all be doing. And also you said, well, we're on a podcast, but you have no idea who's listening. And when we were doing Aero Squad, I can guarantee you that there were showrunners that were listening to our show on and off guarantee it because they absolutely wanted to get a pulse on the fan community. So mm-hmm. you never know who's listening and yes, Greg Berlanti could be an absolute fan of the show. Who knows? <laughs> so for me to be mean would be wrong. And honestly, I wasn't going to say what I wrote there, but I'm glad I did because the whole point is I wanted to illustrate that we should not be so mean because we don't know who's listening. And if they, and, and what if something so gets back? Oh, and a liar, oh, lyrics. Quote us some lyrics. No. Come on. <laughs> lyrics. I was hanging with the fellas. Saw you with your new boyfriend. I made me jealous. I was hoping that I never see you with him. But it's all good because I'm glad that I met him. Because huh. now I know the competition's very slim to none. And I can double looking that he's not the one. What wow. do you think? I like it. I like it. Did you write that? I like that. I've you never listened that. to that song before. <laughs> oh, I know. You've. <laughs> You just heard it for the first time. Yeah, daggum. Yep. Tell you you sure memorized a lot of it. <laughs> she does that with lyrics. It's amazing. <laughs> okay, well, let I, me... I have books from my childhood memorized. Like, I used to love these Matt Christopher books where just, they were just like stories about kids playing sports. And <laughs> there was this one about a kid who wanted to be a quarterback, but he was too big. And so they put him at a right tackle and he just hated it and hated it. And then he loved it, you know, but like, I can still remember like the entire first chapter of that book. I read it so many times. That's awesome. I, I memorized the entire movie line for line of labyrinth when I was a kid. Oh, that's impressive. One that I have. David Bowie. That's right. It's a good movie. You should say hello, Sarah. Labyrinth. (laughs) That's a good imitation. (laughs) Do you want your brother back, Sarah? Can you? I was just going to ask if you could do any more. (laughs) You seriously need to to watch it. It's awesome. Writing it down. It's like Jim Henson's, right? Oh, you haven't seen Labyrinth? Holy cow! Yeah, it's 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 a Jim Henson movie. It's very good. It's got Jennifer Connelly and David Bowie, and I wouldn't say it's very good, but it is really classic. Well, it was very good for a ten-year-old. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's a pretty 10? cheesy movie, but it's a classic. 
Now, I know people are probably asking, okay, Brian, well, what was your actual analysis of Legends of Tomorrow and why didn't you like it? So let me give you a quick update on that. And then I want to go into a couple other things we're watching. So here's the thing. And I think Kevin podcast overlord used to put it this way. I know seven blue seven also puts it this way, but the idea that legends of tomorrow, you should never take seriously. It was always just a fun it's time travel. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's fun. It's superheroes, time travel and sort of space travel. Not really, but you're on a spaceship kind of thing. I've always mm. loved legends of tomorrow. I've always taken it as to be the, the lighter of the DC shows. They were always fun, but they all made sense. There was continuity in the story. There was, there were rules that they followed, you know, when it came to time travel and stuff too, it was really cool. And they broke all of that this season. And that's why I didn't like it is because they broke the rules. They took that story of they're on the ship, the wave rider, they're traveling through time when they're in another time, they're stuck there unless basically the wave rider is their, It's their ticket in and out, right? And they introduced the whole time bureau and those guys have a bunch of fancy little watches that can open up, you know, portals between times. And so all of a sudden the wave rider really was kind of useless, which was sad because that was kind of the, charm i think of the show um there's only two of the original legends left which is sad and some of the new ones they brought in were like eh. they brought in constantine i feel like they killed him <laughs> i liked him in his show and they just changed him too much they brought in magic which wasn't necessarily bad but it was just bizarre i felt like the story writing was magic johnson i wish he was in there he would have made the show better actually but <laughs> magic just, who? <laughs> magic as in you know fairy tales and unicorns and stuff like that Oh, oh, yeah. I, the, the, okay. Yeah. As in the thing, not <laughs> the thinking, person. I was, yeah, I was thinking about a person. <laughs> and, and I don't have a problem with magic because Constantine, well, magic. Yeah. But it just, the way they did it was bizarre mm-hmm. and it didn't work. And there were too many, too many issues with the story and they broke the well, continuity. That's what we thought about season three of arrow. Wasn't it like when season they brought four. in, uh, what's his face? Was, was that it? four? Wait, which one was it? Season was that uh, Ra's al Ghul? No, uh, Ra's al Ghul. Damian Dark. Be... That was season four or five. That was season four. I think it was four. I yeah. think it was four mm-hmm. because that was probably when I quit. Yeah, the, yeah, it was, and that's when I kind of was like, I can't <laughs> handle this. No, let's just say this was either on par with season four of Arrow, or in some ways worse. Even though this was more fun, season four of Arrow was depressing. This was actually more fun, and there were some happy moments, but. I, I felt like I was like, what, what am I even watching anymore? So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I was pretty disappointed in it, but at the same time. So yeah, you know, those of you that love legend, I mean, even Martin, the flash, he was like, I almost quit my podcast because it was so bad. Oh. So I don't know what Jess Harley Quinn feels. I haven't talked to her about this, but then going on with that is that the CW DC shows are creating yet another one and it's Batwoman. And I don't know a whole lot about it. I know there's been some, some tie in or whatever. I just watched the trailer and I don't know. There were two things that of course just bother me as one agendas, but um, I don't know. There, there were a couple things where I felt like they were disrespecting Batman overall and definitely trying to make it about, you know, agenda power kind of stuff. So I was like, hmm. uh, I don't agenda know. Power, I'm saying <laughs> agenda power. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll be honest. So, of course, it's Batwoman, so it's female-led, which is fine with me, by the way. Mm-hmm. But the you're way okay with women? Of course, I am. I love women. Just gonna make a note of this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She's riding it on her leg. I love it. Yeah. She doesn't have any pants on. Remember that? I gotta, I gotta <laughs> immortalize this one on my skin. So, I just felt like she said some things in the trailer that were very much like bash men, bash Batman, which. Once again, just drives me crazy. Uh, and it was so funny because I said something about said something about this to, to Sarah. I said, I'm getting kind of tired of the feminist movement, to be completely honest. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, well, men have had their reign for, you know, however long. <laughs> and I said, no, that's fair. But I said, I'm not talking about that. I said, I'm talking about when is it that when men and women lift each other up equally and treat each other equally? I said, when are we going to do that instead of pushing the other down to get ahead? It's like reactionary. That's all. And yeah reactionism never get a balance when each side reacts to each other over and over. That's American politics. It's just both sides react, 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 react instead of reaching across the aisle and holding hands and lifting, which is actually what would get stuff done. Yeah. 
people yeah. react. And so, yeah. So in, in that sense, I, I agree that there is an element of the feminist movement that is overreactive. Of course. And is. I understand why they are actually, I totally, sure. I think women should be running everything to be honest. And you didn't like that by the way, but <laughs> no, I, don't I really like do. I think that women <laughs> should be in charge of everything, but I really hate men, but <laughs> there is an overreactiveness to it. And it just, it rubs a lot. Of, it rubs people the wrong way where it doesn't need to. There are people of Tony both sexes really that are really bad. I really hate <laughs> Check. Men. No, there are people of both sexes that are jerks and they cause problems. But you are That's right. True. That men have That's very true, especially in the quote macho movement. Men have created a lot of problems and have disrespected a lot of people and treated people very poorly and unequally. I agree with that. And murdered millions. Yes. Yeah. But at the same time, the going back to what we've said about racism, for example, reverse racism doesn't work. Right. You know what I mean? Just be, but I understand why they're reacting too. So yeah. it just comes back to what we keep talking about is that every person should be valued regardless of who they are and what they've done and where they've come from and all of that. And can't we, I like what you said, actually reach across, grab the other person's hand. No, we're not just going to hold hands there, Tony. Okay? Compromise. We lift king. them up too and say, we are equals. We may be different. We may have different strengths and talents and all that, but we are equals in value and we are going to start treating each other that way. And we're going to come, you know, eye to eye and figure it out. Keep doing this. They would do that. And that's what we do on the show. And to be honest, that mindset isn't really realistic. That's, I mean, human, human animals don't think that way, but of it is realistic. Not. It is realistic for people on each side of an issue to look at each other face to face, remain civil and understand that there, you're not going to both agree on everything. That's just a given, but that there's going to be a middle ground where you each get something, even if you don't get everything you want. That's still what I'm talking about. Cause that's really the only realistic outcome that works. Mm -hmm. and, and any other outcome, you're just alienating half the, population. No. And that's exactly what I'm talking about. Of course, we're never going to agree on the same things. I mean, we all have different beliefs. People that listen to the show all have different beliefs. And there are those I guarantee that listen to the show that are full on feminists and probably hate the fact that I'm tired of feminism. But again, it's not about whether you agree with me or not, or I agree with you. It's about whether or not we can come together and help each other. For sure. And to be fair, you're not you're not tired of feminism. You're you're tired of extreme feminism because, you know, at the core of what feminism is, you would support that, yeah. but it's when it's when people when people are something at the expense of someone else and intentionally put down a group that is putting them down. You know that that kind of back and forth Tip where it, it yeah. where it pollutes the original intent of that you know of the thing. And I I true, mean religion true. has to be the perfect example of that. Yeah, there's nothing about it that is inherently that you know in and of itself should make these divisions almost every religion calls for peace and you know love unity. but yeah yeah unity yeah. but it divides people like nothing else i mean yeah. almost as bad as politics but you know so i mean that was a very extreme example but True. feminism and religion have that effect where it's supposed to be used for good and it ends up being used for people to get a leg up or or yeah. have power over someone else or suppress a group of people. You know, it, it gives people an excuse to be the way that they are, not necessarily in support of their cause, but using their cause as the reason that they're the way they are. I think that's a very good point because what you're essentially saying is that religion is not the issue. Politics is not the issue. Feminism is not the issue. It's the people that abuse it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that Extremism. makes perfect sense. So I'm not, I'm not tired of feminism. I'm tired of people who abuse feminism. How about that? Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Perfect. Which is bullying, right? Yeah. <laughs> Essentially. Yeah. I don't like bullying. So yeah, we just say I'm tired of bullies. There you go. That is more accurate. Hey guys, I appreciate that. Guys, I appreciate that. High five. Yeah. High, high five. five. Yes. Smack. 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 <laughs> I love it. Well, all of that to be said, I'm not sure that I can support watching Batwoman at this point, because if it is truly there to divide, then this goes back to what you now granted anybody you you're free to watch it. I don't care if you want to watch it or not. If you like it, great. Maybe it's a great story. But, uh, you know, this goes back to what you're saying. We should be picky and choosy. So if there's something that is furthering divide or something that is not what I consider to be healthy, then, yeah, I'm not going to spend my time watching it then. So what there's I will spend my time watching watch. is Swamp Thing because, daggum, that is awesome. <laughs> oh, I watched episode one. 
Wow, that's what a DC superhero show should be. Oh my gosh, it was fantastic. Really? Are you serious no. that you, there is a swamp uh, thing? Yeah, it just came out episode one, and I think it's it's you know it's like part of Titans and Doom Patrol that whole DC universe side of the TV shows. It's huh. not the CW yeah. side. Oh my gosh, I was blown away. I, I was. I mean, I read the be a swamp weird. thing comic. <laughs> oh yeah. hey. And you but didn't I, know it was coming out? I didn't out? even know that there was a show out. Oh. I didn't either. You know, but, me neither, but, but I don't read the Swamp Thing comic. That's one DC show. Uh, Disney I get, but DC I don't. Uh, that's one DC show I would actually watch is the Swamp Thing. Me too. Yes. Well, episode one, fantastic. Now, I don't know where it's going to go, but very, very impressive. It is, is it horror based or well, what, what's the what's the atmosphere of it? Yes and no. So, you know, it's in the Swamp, of course. And um, I hope so. Yeah. Uh, it feels really interesting. And there's now, a granted, thing. Granted, I've never been in that part of the U.S. So I don't know how swampy realistic that is. Uh, It kind of reminded me of a cross between like, hey, those are the swamps down in the southeast part of our country. And also like stuff like Monkey Island and Pirates of the Caribbean kind of swampy. So I don't know. I don't know how realistic it is, but yeah, it was pretty cool. The atmosphere was kind of eerie. I mean, at first I was kind of creeped out, but I'm like, well, it's not really scary per se, I don't think. But yeah, really, really good. So highly, highly recommend it. I've also been going back and just because rewatching old community episodes here and there. <laughs> I, I really miss that show. As you, know, you should. They keep saying six seasons in a movie and they got six seasons. Uh, where's the movie though? And I don't think they're working on it. So give it time. Give it time. I hope so. Oh, what a good show. For those of you who have never seen community, do yourself a favor and watch some. You want to talk yeah. some Gozira right now? Let's mm-hmm. talk some what? Gozira right now. Gozira. Godzilla. I don't know what this means. Godzilla. Okay. Yeah, Miss Ice can listen to us have talk you, briefly about this movie. Have you heard of this giant, oh, large kind of dinosaurish <laughs> monster that terrorized Japan? Ever heard of that? Godzilla, mm. King Kong. No, that doesn't. He fights. He fights giant moths and giant turtles and yeah. Moths. And he I fights Mon Mothma. No. Or I'm sorry, that I, was I've Mothra. I've never heard any of these words that you guys are using. Okay. So. Well, anyway, sit back All and right. relax. And okay. did you see the first <laughs> Godzilla movie from 2014? Well, not first, but the first in this series. I want to talk about it. I know it. Wait, is this the new one? Yes. Okay. I haven't seen yes. that. Did you see the one from 2014, though? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes, yes. What did you think oh, okay. of the one from 2014, first of all? I liked it. Did but you? I love yeah. those kinds of movies. I mean, I okay. never... I mean, okay. Preface or caveat. <laughs> I always like movies that I don't podcast about. <laughs> because I don't have to think about the yeah. plot. I know. So... As a just as a viewing experience, I loved it, and then that is all the thinking I did about it. Awesome! I just enjoyed. That's it okay. That's it. how okay. we do it too. That cool. genre of films is just one giant gaping black plot hole. Totally, so, <laughs> and that's okay. That's what it is. Right. So yeah. it, it doesn't so, matter. And so yeah, and somebody was just asking about like the atomic. How does Godzilla, you know, absorb all the nuclear aspect and and Johnny Pistol? Oh, said, it hurts. You, you just it need hurts. to turn your brain off and enjoy the movie. <laughs> So it was pretty Did funny. Did they have the same question about Captain Marvel? I mean, that was the same sort of energy absorption, yeah. wasn't it? Just like Godzilla. So she's Godzilla. All right. So, <laughs> whoa. Oh my, my gosh. Crossover. I went back and I rewatched the 2014 Godzilla and I hadn't seen that since I watched it in the theater. And I remember it being, you know, fun, but kind of forgettable. Like you uh-huh. said, gaping plot hole. I just didn't remember anything. And I went back and rewatched it and I was like, yeah, okay, well, I know why I didn't remember anything because there was no story really. There was an interesting story with Brian Cranston's character in the beginning. And then once he died, it was like, oh, no, there's no story anymore. Now it's just uh, you know, Godzilla. Spoiler alert. Well, Brian Cranston If you dies. haven't seen it, it's been five years ago, guys. Anyway, but <laughs> this one, King of the Monsters, Godzilla. I thought there was a better story. I thought it was a better movie. I thought it was more, I don't know, just well done. More well done. More I good. Agree. I thought it, more good. <laughs> more good. Tell you what. I, tell you what. I thought this new Gaujira movie was, uh, it was the best of the Godzilla movies for sure. Nice. And it had almost all the other monsters in it. Now, yeah. granted, keep in mind, it's still a Godzilla movie, guys. It's, yeah. it's a Godzilla movie. So don't go there expecting it to be like this, Game of Thrones-ish Godzilla film. It's still a monster film that they just threw a lot of more modern special effects at. But there was a conspicuous absence of one of the titans from the Godzilla canon. Do I, do I want to say it? Go ahead. It was Gamora. Oh. Gamora, the giant turtle. Because the I think turtle. that the, 
I think that the filmmakers realized that they really, that a giant turtle with rockets on its butt just wasn't very filmable in Hollywood. Dude, um, that would have been but, awesome. But they had Monster Zero, they had um, Rodan, they had Mothra, and they had several others from the, from the original Japanese films. I don't remember their names, but no uh, Gamera. So mm. if you're looking for Gamera, you're going to be disappointed. But I thought it was very entertaining. I went with my mother-in-law and nice. she even liked it. Nice. Well, if you are into these types of movies at all, you will enjoy it. I, th- I highly recommend it. It's fun to watch. It was a, just a good, you know, action flick spectacle. And one thing that I thought was very interesting in this movie is they gave Godzilla personality. Like you actually <laughs> felt like you could like understand him. It was crazy. And I thought, okay, that's good job. Especially considering that was CGI. I think he's probably going to get a, I don't know, best like, I guess he'd probably get a best actor at the Academy Awards this year. An no. award for that. Yeah. No. For, for best drama. I'm thinking. No. But anyway, the music was actually pretty good too. It was Bear McCreary. Who were, you know, those of you who like Bear McCreary. Beer. <laughs> who those yeah. of you like beer? Bear McCreary, Bam. who did, well, most famous, I think, for originally doing the reboot of Battle Scar Galactica. Wait a minute. Wasn't Bear McCreary in, in Walking Dead? He might have been. <laughs> he's done a lot of daggum music. Tell you what? No, he's, it was good though. It was very, very well done. So yes, fun movie. You going to yeah. go see it now, Miss Ice? Uh, see what? Sorry. I tuned you out for like, Godzilla. <laughs> go see Godzilla. <clears throat> yeah, I will. Uh, I'll probably be seeing it when it comes out. Do it on VHS. Uh, well, VHS. that could be a while actually. Cause I don't think they're back <laughs> into the retro anymore. phase yet. So, <laughs> Uh, give it time. Give yeah, it time. Final came back around. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now it's time for Miss Isis glorious gaming update. Do enlighten us. Okay. You guys ready for this? Yes. Okay. I'm done. Um, that was, yeah. Have you so in other words, playing? you haven't been gaming lately. <laughs> I, okay. I have been playing this one game. It's called 1010. Have you ever played this game before? No, no. It's a, it's a app on my phone. Oh, phone yeah. gaming. Hey, Brian. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what else? Were we going to talk about? Uh, oh, I think we were done. What, what else were we going to talk about? <laughs> no. We don't, oh, yeah. don't want to oh. talk about phone oh. gaming, do we? No, that's not real gaming. <laughs> phone the, app the, games the Phone matter. gamings aren't real gamers. Yeah, no. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, what game? So 1010 is that. Like pay to play. Uh, let me ask you this. This is the most mm. important question. Are you having fun? Of course. Good. I hardly ever play it though. Excellent. Have you tried Bioshock yet on your PS3? Uh, no. Okay. Well, one of these days you'll try it. It's an older game, but okay. it's a fun game. But you I have remember a PS3. talking about it, but I totally, it totally escaped me after we hung up last time. So you were too consumed with 1010. So I understand that. I know I, that's usually what I'm playing while we're talking. So if it ever sounds like my attention drifts, it's because I'm playing 1010. Candy Crush. <laughs> hey, I want to shout out to a friend, Sith Master J. In fact, uh, Captain Influence, you got to, you know, quote, meet him. Yeah, he was really helpful. We played uh, Diablo three with him last week. Yeah. Sith Master J is an old friend of mine. And by the way, hi, that's for him. <laughs> I'll explain that in a second, but it's good to reconnect. I haven't talked to him in a couple of years. He's been abroad to the plains of Colorado and he's uh, you're, do you actually do like want to admit that you're abroad? So, all right, we got abroad here with us. Uh, Miss ice, the broad. Is that good? Tell you what, <laughs> tell you what this broad here. She knows what she's doing. She knows right? this stuff, especially when it comes to, you know, phone gaming. Mm. Yeah, it's not real. So anyway, uh, about, uh, that's pretty about funny. Grandmaster Jay. A Sith Master J, not Grandmaster oh. J, but yeah, yeah. Uh, right. get, get it right. So Grandmaster J here, Sith Master J, anyway, he he was listening last week and um, was talking about how he's nerding. He's like, you know, because we were talking, what are we nerding out about? And he said, dude, he and his son, who just graduated from high school, by the way, congratulations, are nerding out on Magic the Gathering. And I thought that was really cool. So they were, he was telling me all about it mm-hmm. and all the cool things you can do. And there's an online version, so you don't have to, you know, sink your money into a bunch of random cards and it's all free to play online. And anyway, that was really cool, but it was really good to reconnect. And yeah, he taught you a bunch about Diablo three that actually neither one of us knew. So he taught us both. It was cool. Very fun. Yeah. We're going to do it again. So 
Speaking of people who walk into the studio when you least expect it, Miss Light just came in. <laughs> she's doing something in the kitchen. Now that we have our real, like a new real kitchen back, by the way, and she's nerding out. I am so excited <laughs> to have my kitchen back. Yay. Woo-hoo. Do you have your instant pot heated up yet already? Oh my gosh. So I am. <laughs> she's like a real cook, not a. <laughs> I am making chicken fajitas. <sighs> Even though I'm a vegetarian, I'm making them for TRB right here. And so oh, wow. I have him taste test to make sure the spicing is appropriate. Oh, I guess I better see if this is any good. So, oh, timing fail. I Such have a hard life, Brian. Dude, I listen, life. she loves to cook. It's her way of relaxing. <laughs> I I just I actually enjoy it too. Sarah, so, send pictures of your new kitchen. She, oh, we'll do. We'll send pictures, yeah. Maybe we'll put pictures yeah. up on the show or something. They're pretty oh, cool. Slack. Johnny Pistol Shot and I accidentally came up with this fajita recipe a long time ago it was a spaghetti recipe and a fajita recipe and we called it penicillin spaghetti and i think just famous fajitas it was kind of a boring name but it was one of those things where we just kept spicing and spicing and spicing and we both looked at each other and said these are either going to really be so good or they're going to suck and they're really good so it's here we oh. go taste testing mm, that's pretty dang good yeah, well it could use more cheese i haven't <laughs> added the cheese yet oh okay well yeah speaking of cheese hey, by the way then you spoke the truth <laughs> So good. Actually, I want to talk about cheese here in a minute, but I had to share something really quick. We have this thing that came to my mind that, you know, how when you've got a bunch of friends and you, you do you, okay, maybe I'm the only one here, but do you have like, you, you lost me at a bunch of friends. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> when you have, um, no friends. Oh, okay. Is that been right there with you? <laughs> okay. Tracking. Do you have like, do you have unique <laughs> greetings for other people? Like when you see somebody and you have a unique greeting. So like Captain Influence and I, when when we first get on Discord or whatever and we're gonna game, we're but we both go like mm. Yo or hello. Exactly. We have that that's our unique <laughs> greeting. You know what I'm talking about? I think I did that in like Brian, Brian goes, mm, yeah. I, go. <laughs> I am so much more mature than that now. And then when Sith Master Jay and I would greet each other, it was always like, Hi, and then how are you? which came from something else. Johnny pistol shot. And I, whenever we greet each other, it would be like, ha ha. And they all have roots by the wow. way. And then I was realizing another friend and I, from years ago, whenever we'd greet each other, it'd be like, and I was like, where the crap wow. does this stuff come from? Yeah. I it, greet it, everyone equally. Well, you're boring. <laughs> I also have well, like she's a galatarian. You guys are my friends. <laughs> <laughs> Well, when you, I guess, but do you No, you guys, you don't really greet us differently. Do you You just say hi? Do I say hi or we do need, I say hello? We need a unique greeting, Miss Ice. You're pretty quick to tell us you're taking your pants off. Usually. That's, true. So maybe that's, that'll be- that's usually my greeting. I lead yeah. with that. Okay. That's a good unique greeting. Let's so, just put a stamp on it. All right. I like to have unique greetings. I think it's funny. I, maybe I'm the only one that does this, but I don't know. Well, I guess you and I have this now influence. I, I probably way gotten out of the habit of it because I've been in the corporate world for so long. And you don't have any friends. <laughs> it's really hard to yeah. uh, have a personality in the corporate world. They've sucked it from you. They've sucked it from me. Yeah. You know, I know that because the corporate greeting is typically, hello, how are you today? Well, thank you everyone for coming. Um, yes. If you're having mic troubles, please mute yourself. Or like we can hear the echo and <laughs> It's funny when people answer the phone in, in, in corporate offices too. My, okay. Like I mean, we could Ms. go Ice. on and on for, about <laughs> this <is> conference. Ice. <laughs> we could go on and on about conference calls forever. But yeah, my, I think my biggest pet peeve about conference calls is when someone logs in and goes, Hey, Hey, sorry, I'm late. And it's <laughs> like, you know, the, I don't know, whatever. I mean, you, wait, whether you're early or late and somebody says that it's just like, Nobody cares. Just shut up, mute yourself, and listen. <laughs> oh, okay. Because I was thinking, like, should to... they jump on and say, like, hey, hey, glad I'm late. <laughs> well, no, just, like, don't say anything. <laughs> oh, I mean, okay. it's like people always feel like they have to say something to explain something that we probably already know. I mean, if you sure. if you weren't able to log into a conference call, like a virtual conference call, it's because, you know, you overslept, you didn't make it into the office in time, or you were on a different call, or you're having troubles connecting. Like we don't need to know the reason. <laughs> we we know all of the possible reasons. Or it's a, like an excuse <laughs> note. <laughs> that's true. Or like a giant <clears throat> 500 foot lizard attacked your city and destroyed it. Yeah, I mean, I guess right, that's exactly. there's possible. I guess yeah. I guess it's just it just wastes so much time. 
So it's like, you don't have to explain to me that your dog really needed to get outside and you had to go take him on a walk and he couldn't find a place to pee. So he just like walked all around. I mean, seriously. <laughs> well, that does just, happen, by the way. Just saying, let's keep going. <laughs> I'd be like, wait, wait, no, I want to hear what this, I want to hear some elaboration here now. What maybe maybe yeah. the first time you'd Story say time. that, but not after, you know, years of, of that. Well, you know, I understand. So it's just like, oh. You know, I, I have heard people just, in the past who have said, please apologize when you're late, though. And they've said that to others, too. Like, I have not never just me. heard that. Oh, yeah. I've never heard that. I've heard people say that. Like, you know, you, I would. Because I, I would used to walk in, in every way. Oh, no, I used because I would be late and I would walk in and I would just sit there and I wouldn't say anything because I did exactly what you just said. And people would just get pissed at me. And finally, I'm like, what? And they'd be like, please apologize the next time you're late. Okay, it might oh, be different okay. if you walk in on someone yeah. who's giving a presentation or something no, or no, just, you're just in meetings. an in-person meeting. Yeah. But on a conference call, you usually end up interrupting someone who's already talking. True. Exactly. Yep. And it's it's so much more distracting because you have the delay. Oh, sorry. Did somebody say something? Or, yeah. you know, or did somebody cut out? You know, because it's just it's just not the same as in person. So I could see that in in person, but okay. not in a not on a conference call. So if it's on a conference wanna... call, just don't even show up. I want to hear about Brian's cheese. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So this is pretty exciting. Nice, nice segue. This was, this is cheesy. Sarah, Miss Light, one of her friends said, Hey, I want to learn how to make cheese. And Sarah goes, sure, let's do this. So they went over and they researched how to make cheese and started with milk, made cheese curds, you know, hurricane Irma curds. Remember those? Um, Anyway, did all that. And then, combined it with the whey and the chocolate and everything else, the chocolate, the salt. Uh, I guess you could make chocolate cheese. Hmm. Got an idea now. Tell you what. Tell best you what. way to make cheese. <laughs> with chocolate. Don't take your socks off for a month and never wash your feet. And then just pull it off your foot and eat it. Then you got cheese. Bag gum. That's right. That's cowboy cheese. So anyway, they did it and made some fresh mozzarella and it was very good. It was mm. really interesting. And you know, I, now they're figuring out ways to tweak it. Like, so should there be a little bit more salt? How do you age cheese properly and everything else? So anyway, everybody knows that I am like a cheese fiend. I love cheese so much. Like it's passionate. I was thinking for letter C for our quest from A to Z. We should talk about cheese, maybe even to our local cheese shop. What do you think? I, I think that's a fantastic idea. And I am instructing you to book it. Okay. Now here's the thing though. You're going to be coming back out here to Colorado in July. So how about we structure letter C? We'll start the quest from A to Z probably in July anyway, but we structure letter C to fall on when you're here so that you can join me on this tour. I'd, I'd be fine with that. Okay. Now you can do that, right? You got cheese cause you're a little lactose uh, kind of. No, I can eat a little bit of cheese. All right. What about a lot of cheese? (laughs) We're going to have some fun. Too much cheese and you cut the cheese. Exactly. So, Miss Ice, you want to travel out for that? Mm -hmm. Totes. Okay. It'll be fun. All right. By the way, last thing I'll say really quickly for fun is that, well, we will do the pictures, by the way, for the kitchen, and I'll share some awesome lighting that I did for the kitchen that was really, really exciting and fun. But you know how we did that Star Wars The Void last year in Vegas? Yep, that there, was a good episode. There's a new one, and it's Ghostbusters: The Void. Hmm. I'm gonna have to try that this will out. Be interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna have to try this out. So uh, when I try this, I will be doing a, a report on it. Please, yes, because I love Ghostbusters. Yeah, me too. And the Void is cool. All right, there you go. What about you guys? What? Well, I know that Captain Influence is nerding out about stuff. I'm not sure if Miss Ice is, except for you know, phone gaming. Yeah, phone gaming is my well, life. While Miss Ice plays Candy Crush. It's not I Candy will, Crush. It's 1010. Uh, right. I've been learning about two things in the last week. I've been re-watching the 12 hour long oh documentary gosh. of the making of Lord of the Rings that you can that they that you get on the extended DVDs. Yeah. Um yeah. and I've watched I've, I've yeah, I did. I've watched these many times in the past, mm-hmm. in the past, you know, 15 years. And I haven't watched it for several years and I'm just re I'm completely re floored at the unimaginable scale of that creative endeavor that 
the, I remember the first time I watched it, my mouth was open the whole time. And it's still practically like that when I watch it now. If you've seen Lord of the Rings and you, you know, you're kind of ambivalent about it or whatever, I understand that. But if you watch the making of that film, it gives a whole new respect. It opens a whole new respect of that entire process and all the blood, sweat and tears and creation that went into the making of those films. Yeah. Oh man, it just gives me goosebumps when I watch mm-hmm. it. And it's, it's, it's worth every 12, every hour of oh, those yeah. 12 hours. It's so good. Have you watched um, those missiles? It's been a very long time, but I have seen them at one point. So long good. time, yeah, so good. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's they're, they're ancient now, but but yeah. it's still it holds up. It's just such a wow. It's amazing. Yeah, I, I I'm not even sure if I finished all 12 hours of it, but I watched most of it and just I mean I was blown away. I was just thinking, how did they think of this stuff and create this? And just, so so cool. The level of detail that you never notice, you can't notice in the movies that they put into all the props and all the handcrafted everything yeah. and just it's mm-hmm. just like wow why did you bother because they were passionate about it because they mm-hmm. loved it that much and so but every time i watch the movies now i have a much deeper appreciation of what i'm seeing well and, yeah. it shows. Well, and then they also know that people like you who who appreciate those sorts of things just revel in it and it's and that's like a creative mind's dream is yeah. for that yeah. very response it shows putting all of that effort and work into it because, you know, we've talked about this, that movies today, you can tell they're be, you know, in front of a green screen, you can tell that it's almost all CGI. And mm-hmm. the thing about Lord of the Rings is that it mm. looked like they were there. It felt like we were there, you know, that it almost felt like they were looking. I mean, most of it was actual sets yeah. that they built and then they did a bunch of CGI with it too, but right. it's, it's so cool and you yeah. feel it too. So yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate the, Mm-hmm. work that goes into it to make it feel so real. And that was, by the way, the difference between episodes four, five, and six of star Wars. And then episodes one, two, and three, there were so many green screens in episodes one, two, and three that it didn't feel as real, even though mm-hmm. it was beautiful. So yeah. anyway, I'm sorry. Now, your, that, your next thing. No, but before I go to the next thing, I just remembered that we had talked about uh, movie soundtracks a few episodes ago and oh, yeah. we had, in passing and I don't believe I cannot believe I did not mention Lord of the Rings. Yeah, that's that's either. one other that's one other film in my lifetime where I noticed the soundtrack and I love the soundtrack. So yeah, and it was so unique yeah. to each race and each situation of the yeah. movie too. Yeah, just every every aspect of those movies was so overthought out and executed so masterfully. It's it's really sad what happened with the Hobbit. Let's put it that way. Yeah, you know it's funny because oh. when the, in <laughs> Rohan, you know when the king when they free him from Saruman's curse, when they were playing that music with that violin, you know, he picks up his sword for the first time. Oh my mm, gosh. Yep. I mean, like it still gives me chills just to think about it. And without that music, it would have never been as powerful. Never. It was a Norwegian violin. They specifically picked out that exact instrument because wow. it, it had a Norse sound to it. And they wanted the Rohirrim to be kind of a melding of Norsemen and uh, Anglo-Saxons. Wow. That, ladies and gentlemen, is what we should all give to our creative pursuits. That level of detail, that level of creation and imagination. That's amazing. Amen. Booyah. There you go. Okay. What's your second thing? The second thing, not as long. Uh, I'm rereading Neil Stevenson's Seven Eves, which was a novel he wrote a few years ago about the ending of the human race and then the rebirth of the human race. And it's just such a creative, really good detailed story. So nice. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm falling in love with it all over again. So Aww. good job. I remember you telling me about that when you first read it. Yeah. Nice. And I'm rereading it already. Cool. I'm listening to it. it. I'm not rereading it. I'm listening to it on oh. audio. So, yeah. That's yeah. what I should do since I can't read according to Miss Ice. <laughs> yeah. It's really hard to read books when you don't know how to read. I know. It's, it is Absolutely. a problem. She. Especially <laughs> for a book as long as hers. So, <laughs> I can't I wait. I definitely did not write my book for you. I know. I can't. Well, when it's split up into five books, I'll actually be able to read it. It's it's all got pictures. It's actually going to be four now. Oh, but, come okay. on. That I know. That's okay. You know what, though? I'm really excited for you. I really am. Oh, thanks. Yeah, this has been a long time coming. We've been talking about this since, what, 2015? I know. <laughs> I realized I started writing it in 2012 because mm-hmm. that's where, like, quote unquote, present day takes place in the book. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I, I took several years off in between there, too. But 
Tolkien was in his 60s when Lord of the Rings was published. So It's true. We I both have still time. have hope. Lots of time. <laughs> well, speaking of time, which is kind of a, I don't know, a deep thought to me anyway, if you really ponder time. It is. I think we have another thought here. Deep thoughts with Captain Influence. Why can't all stop signs just be yield signs? Isn't that all you're really doing at a stop sign anyhow? Tell you what. Beautiful, my friend. Well, thank you both. This has been a lot of fun, actually. <laughs> I hope this episode had some what? value of something. I don't know. I mean, it was it was a lot of fun for us, but yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining yeah. us. It's good to have you, Miss Ice, again. It was very fun. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah. And it's so sad that we won't be here next week. I know. I am really sad about that, too, but logistically, it, it, it must be this way. So enjoy. Yeah. Well, okay. We will enjoy a week off. And I apologize because from a listener standpoint, you probably won't enjoy our week off. In fact, I'm not even sure what you're going to do without us. I don't know. I hope riots do not start. Yeah. Well, yeah. I want people to like get all angry and mad because, you know, the positivity in the world goes away for a week. Guys, what? Guys, that's why you have an archive of podcast episodes. There you go. Oh, yeah. There you Um, go. Go back and listen to your favorite Miss Ice episode. Go ahead. The real Miss Ice show? The first one. Yeah. Oh, that's a long time ago. Yeah. This is just like Captain Influence going back and rereading a book. Go back and re-listen to an episode. And for those of you who have not listened to all these episodes, tell you what, go back and listen to some. They're all fun. Oh, yeah, they are. More or less. Except for that one, you know, (laughs) the one. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Yeah. that one really wasn't very fun. No. It It was the opposite of fun. It's like Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. We just don't mention it. I loved that movie. (laughs) (laughs) You know what the music means? That offends uh, me. Time to shut your yappers. <laughs> we going to get out of here. Hey, thank y'all Tell for you listening. What. Tell you what, you guys go get yourself some grub and have some fun. Thank, thank you both. Appreciate your time here. Yeah. Yep. All right. So if you go to realbryanshow.com, you can get links and all the other daggum stuff. But have yourself a glorious couple weeks. We'll see you later, Real Brian Show. Sounding out. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com. Tell you what. NFL announcers calling players athletic. They're a bunch of daggum idiots, misfits. You just don't know about people. We love to rip on things and people. Take the cat by the tail. Tell you what. You have to take it and grab it and run away with it. That sounds like a good smoothie. They've sucked it from me. Yeah, that's cowboy cheese. Humectant. (laughs) Tell you what. A system of requirements. Make a smoothie. It's a good exercise. Tell you what, sounds like the scientific method to me. Can I just say something funny here? Get it right. You know, and her boyfriend came home and ruined it. I was hanging with the fellas. Saw you with your new boyfriend and made me jealous. I was hoping that I never see you with him, but it's all good because I'm glad that I met him. Because huh. now I know the competition's very slim to none, and I can double looking that he's not the one. I would have been that guy.